podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. Um, as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League game week eight and try and pinpoint those under the radar gems to help you climb up the rankings. We'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns. We'll see how we got on last week and we'll reveal the latest stats ahead of game week eight. We'll also reveal our early transfer thoughts um, ahead of game week eight. And big news, I'm wildcarding. So I'll share my current thinking around that. I've got um, three drafts to show you um, and because um, uh, my actual one is sort of chasing prices at the moment. But as I'll reveal, I've got a big decision on a big player to make today um, as I do chase those uh, price uh, rises and avoid those falls as well. Um, in addition, we'll take some questions we have at the end of the stream. So have a think about those and post your questions in the live chat at the end. Uh, my name is Joe and joining me to unearth some under the radar gems is Tom Freeman, Fancy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Um, Saturday lunchtime was pretty enjoyable. Didn't see that result coming um, with Villa Brighton, but uh, very happy with that. And I've got a new mic too, which we've mm. been promising for a while. So yes. um, if you can't if, if you can't understand me now, it's almost certainly the accent. It's, so um, yeah, it should be clearer for everybody, though. Your, fingers your, crossed. Uh, your fully condenser mic up indeed here, and yeah. so all, all well. And welcome those joining us in the live chat early. Um, Andy Martin, who I saw on Saturday, uh, we watched uh, at a sports bar. I on one screen watched my side lose to Villa, and he watched his side lose to Lampton. So, uh, but we uh, we made merry, and uh, afterwards though, <laughs> so all was well, and uh, uh, it was good. Uh, Richard Ivory, thanks for joining us. Uh, Frode, uh, Rodrev J, Alan Zared. Uh, FPL Alexander Arnold's uh, Sukan G Wiz uh, Gazman and many more. Thanks so much for joining us early in the live chat. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's have a little recap. See how we did in the uh, game. Speaking of uh, Villa against Brighton, um, in the uh, recap of our goals imminent table. So Tom, this is this is this is the goals imminent derby, wasn't it? <laughs> It was, yeah, indeed, um, yeah. I'm surprised you can fit all of that on the table, well, to be honest. Well, I just squeezed them in. I've <laughs> yeah. enlarged uh, the column there for Watkins. So, yeah, three goals, two assists. One of the all-time great FPL uh, returns there. Anything over 20 points is great, especially if you're a striker. You've done really well. That's This is sort of Aguero levels of returns there. Um, well, let's start. Let's start with, we're going to ignore Fernandes at Chelsea. He's just perennially going to be on here. He's never going to return. But Watkins <laughs> did. Uh, did last week you said there was more to come boy that was there more to come um he is a, a key name i want on my wild cards is that justified do you think yeah absolutely yeah i mean what it's best ever fpl hall wasn't it 23 points at the weekend um i think we'd said in his first five matches he hadn't scored he'd had 14 shots and i'm just having a look now 2.3 xg yeah. didn't score from that he's taken eight shots since and scored four goals um, we all we always said on here. We, my take was that I hadn't seen much wrong with his performance. He just mm. needed a little bit more luck in certain yeah. situations, and uh, and it all arrived on Saturday. Um, mm. Villa Villa have won ten in a row at home now in the league. Um, so we we're making Villa Park a fortress. We're top of the ticker over the next seven game weeks. 
So you can, you know, he's an he's an easy easy move for a lot of people at the yeah. moment, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I suppose the, the decision is: um, do you go three five two? Do you go three four three and incorporate him with a with Harland and another striker as well? Mm. But um, yeah, good fixtures. I mean, they will. Wolves, West Ham, and Luton next. It is going to require mm. um, a dif- different tactical plan. This Brighton, we we seem to adopt the West Ham blueprint against you, your team, Joe. Mm. You know where it's very Smashing direct, <laughs> quick yeah. transitions. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Brighton racked up more xG in that game, but mm-hmm. Villa were very clinical, knew how to play it. Now, Wolves and West Ham, very different opponents. They're going to sit back. It's not going to be like that at all. We've struggled against them a bit in the past. Um, but Watkins' record under Emery has been superb. I think he's got 17 goals and 31 starts under Emery, which suggests that he can do it. It's not just the big teams he's yeah. going to do it against. He can do it against everybody. Yeah. Eight million now, I think. So um, he's not he's not a super explosive striker. I know what he did on Saturday was amazing. I think that's only his third double-digit haul under mm-hmm. Emery, mm-hmm. but he's going to tick along, I think, yeah. very nicely. So yeah. great option. Yeah, I mean, he's been on the assist simulant table for a while and uh, obviously off there now because he's, he's arrived. He's uh, assists of... of been and gone <laughs> they're still going to come as well so i was looking at some some stats and his, his his chance creation is still really high for a striker and he's scoring as well um you know a lot of the play i mean diaby obviously impressed uh for yeah. villa but watkins is the, was the key man he was there so if he's not going to score he's going to be assisting and yeah. i don't want to watch any more villa games without watkins he, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah like, him and Diaby are so central yeah. to what we do. Yeah, they're going to be the talisman when we start scoring yeah. goals more. Um, and we're, we're doing well this year. You know, mm. we've generally been pretty good going forward. So um, I can see that. And maybe Watkins is slightly too easier to accommodate than Diaby, yeah. given the amount of midfielders available. Definitely. So, um, um, and also, Diaby, Diaby is flagged at the moment. He did take a knock, mm, but I think there was something originally lost in translation in the um, in the reports of Emery, because Emery was saying that he didn't feel that that knock would be relevant. And, and yeah. that was somehow initially transposes that Diaby could be out for weeks, but he, did, he, he in fact said no, the knock shouldn't it, be relevant for a few weeks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we we put that quote out and we had a bit of comeback on it saying, what does that mean? And yeah. it means that it, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, yeah. And um, we play in Europe on Thursday night. Now that's taken on extra significance, mm-hmm. that match, because we lost our first game in the Europa. There's, there's a good chance both players um, start or at least get minutes in that. And so we'll obviously get an update on Diaby, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's anything to be, to be worried about if you do own him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, eagle-eared listeners um, will not only have noticed that Tom's got a fabulous new mic, but also they might have heard my dog barking, but their dog has now gone out. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, off you go, Alfie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rashford is next here. He blanked. He is plummeting in value. This happens with Manchester United. If they do well, their players, apps, because of their global um, following, they they just go up in price, go up in ownership. They do badly and they plummet. And that's what's happening with Rashford now. Um, he's, I would say, I mean, he's got Brentford at home, but he's just an easy sell, isn't he? It's just body language, um, everything about him. The, the quality of the shots, um, there's just so many better midfielders than him. Um, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a sell, isn't he, now? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're on a wild card like you, Joe, it's a bit of a no-brainer, I think. For people, for um, for managers like myself who aren't on a wild card, you've got those two good fixtures to come against against struggling sides. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Man United are struggling as well. His decision-making just doesn't seem right to me, Rashford, at the moment. He feels quite erratic when I'm watching mm. him. Um, and yeah, he's racking up shots. He's taken up more shots than any other midfielder this year, including Salah. But they're not always from the best positions. And yeah. I think that's linked back to that decision-making. Um you know, United didn't score enough goals last year and they're certainly not scoring enough this year. Um, I'm probably going to keep him because I've got other areas of the team I want to work on. Yeah. But um, certainly if you're on a wild card this week, then yeah, easy sell. I think um, if I can look back on this season, think of mistakes. It's easy to say, yeah. oh, I made a mistake, you know, using hindsight. But looking back, the evidence was there around Manchester United. They scored, what was it, 57 goals or something? It was very uh, low. For, yeah, for, for it was their, around that. Might, for their standing. Um, yeah. And so, and what did I do? Well, all season, this season, I've doubled up on Rashford and Fernandes. Occasionally, yeah. I've had smatterings of return from Rashford. Fernandes, the odd haul, I think one haul. Um, yeah. But I, the, the warning signs were there. I really shouldn't have doubled up. That that yeah, the evidence I don't think because um, I did the same Joe. Mm. Now I don't think that the, there was necessarily a mistake in game week one because they've had Wolves, they had Forest in yeah. the first three weeks. I think my problem and probably yours too, Joe, mm. was that we didn't react quick enough to what was happening, mm-hmm. um, and maybe we should have sold them a bit sooner. I mean, I'm still sat here in yeah. game week eight going in with two midfielders, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so maybe that well, it has been an error on my part. Um, but it does look like I'm going to have to keep faith one more week because uh, yeah, other things to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm transfer. I always think with, when you're getting rid of a player, one of the the sort of litmus tests of that is if they haul, will you be annoyed? So if Rashford and Fernandez both haul against Brentford, I won't be annoyed, and people will go, oh, I'm sure you will, but I won't be because they're not players I want. They're yeah. not my players anymore. I've, I've mentally they've gone. Yeah, so that's the bit, equivalent bit, bit like, Jack, bit like Jackson. Yeah. yeah, a bit like Jackson a few weeks ago. We were selling him before the home match against Villa yeah. when we were in Europe a couple of days before. But when you're, when, you know, FBL is meant to be fun. And when you're getting frustrated with your assets, yeah. sometimes it's just quite nice to just get rid of them yeah. and um, not worry about it. And yeah, Rashford and Fernandes are going to still, they're still going to score goals, aren't yeah. they? But um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the players that you're bringing in, Joe, yeah. aren't going to do better than that. No, they, they're eating up so much budget. They're basically mm. Salah. And, and an okay midfielder, <laughs> so that's yeah. the sort. They're, they're Son and Saka. This is this mm. is the, the positions they're eating up in teams, and and ultimately yeah. my decision to wildcard, which was made hastily, admittedly in a sports bar in Exeter <laughs> at about <laughs> half five, but when I did do that, uh, I looked at my team, and what was stopping me wildcarding was Manchester United. I was thinking, no, yeah. Manchester United have got two more good fixtures. I'll stick with them. Game week ten. This is when I'll do it. And then I just thought, is that the only reason now? So I'm missing out on Son, Salah, Watkins, all of these other players. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the the chance to sort of tidy things up in my team as well. You know, some of the fringe players. And then I just thought, nah, just press the button. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, it's all all team dependent, isn't it? Maybe some some people will look at my team later and think, well, I should be wildcarding now. And um, and if I hadn't invested in Manchester United so heavily, maybe if I just had Fernandes or even just Anana, um, I probably, I might not have wildcarded then. I might have thought, well, no. But, but then, because I would have had the sort of players I want to bring in on the wild card. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's move it down. Eze, now, uh, he got an assist, which is great. But I understand, I think I just saw on Twitter that he may be injured. But I don't know whether that's sort yeah. of tittle-tattle at this stage. 
Yeah, I saw the same report, which came came through just before we came on air. Mm. And I think I saw something about six weeks and that he was out of the internationals for England. Now, I don't think that's been verified by any Crystal Palace source, but yeah. obviously something to keep an eye on because he was somebody which would have been a really nice option um, for this week and for Palace's run mm. from, I think it's game week 11. They've got a great yeah. run then. Um, but that's a real worry for Palace, especially yeah. with Alise out too. Yeah, um, and they play Nottingham Forest next. Mm. Um, so um, uh, Billing is next. We we still await him. Uh, he's gone here, but I, st- I still await uh, the chance to be smug about Billing getting a return. <laughs> uh, Lamina at Wolves as well. But once again, we're going to mention Wolves here. Kuna got another return there. Um, Neto mm. is, I mean, how was it? Five assists and a goal for Neto. He's not on yeah. this table because he's he's goals mm-hmm. have, and assists have arrived and gone. Um, so uh, Lamina um, is another option there. Basically, the Wolves' attack is surprising us. And you mentioned about them playing Villa. I can't remember whether we spoke about it on air or off air before, but Wolves have a really good record against Villa. They play up, yeah. they play well. And I think, mm. what, so for example, Watkins has got one penalty and that's his only return since twenty. 20- 20 i didn't look beyond that because that's a different a different era but so for the last three years or so i couldn't see Watkins yeah. getting anything more than one a single return out of, out of all of those matches um yeah they're a team we, we tend to to struggle against um it's it's a bit of a derby round here as well mm. um which has an impact yeah I don't think we've actually won since 2020. I'm just having a look now against Wolves. Okay. So um, you've got to go back three years for that. Yeah. And like, like I said earlier, it's a very different challenge to the mm. the the, um, the Brighton um, yeah. game plan. And uh, we're in Europe as well on Thursday when Wolves have got the week off. And I yeah. do think that could have an impact. Yeah. So, yeah, if 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 you're uh, if you're going for Watkins this week, which loads of people will, um, he's a great option. Mm. But I wouldn't get too yeah. concerned if, if he has a tougher time at the weekend. Um, uh, I'll reveal it towards the end when I've got Watkins or not. But if I did, I'm actually not expecting anything from him this week. Yeah, I think a lot of people will look at that game. Wow, look at those points. He'll do the same next week. I actually think that w- this is the trickiest game that he's got. But I, I, when you look at the fixture sticker, which we'll put on, up a bit later, you know, yeah. Villa right at the top there. So there's plenty yeah. more good games to come for Watkins. Um, uh, finally, just to wrap up, Gibbs White, um, Nottingham Forest, um, uh, blank. He was um, a sub, wasn't he, in this game? Yeah, he was benched, which took us all by surprise. Yeah. Um, Cooper said he wasn't dropped. It was tactical. It was giving him a bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got options now, haven't they? They've got Alanga. They've got hudson Odoi, Dominguez came in and scored. Yeah. They went with more of a 4-3-3 on Sunday. So that's, that's a little bit worrying because he is a player which um, he does get spoken about a bit. You know, he's got penalties, mm. set pieces and... Um, yeah. Feeding Awanihi, you know, there's quite a bit to like when the fixtures are good, but that that that's that's a bit of a worry there. And the final name on here, we got Ayu uh, at Crystal Palace as well. Not many people are going to go for him, um, but nevertheless, <clears throat> and Crystal Palace is um, a, a sort of reverting back to the normal Crystal Palace, where they can beat anyone on their day, but you're looking at one nils, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. one yeah. all they might get, and the 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 dream of Roy Hodgson being. Um, like some guru attacking guru has sort of faded a little bit but uh, nevertheless went to Manchester United I think he's the manager that's won most at Manchester United something like that yeah I read something about that as well I'm sure a little stat but um, yeah yeah, you do worry a bit about Palace though without Eze without Olise who's creating there 
So. Okay, well, let's move on to see how we did it on the assists imminent table. Mentioned some of these names as well. So Fernandez's turn to sh- uh, to shine here, as Rashford did on the goals imminent table. Not delivered. Is is he a sell though? Against with Brentford coming up, I think if you've got him and you're not wild card or anything like that, I I I'd, I'd be tempted to hold him mm. if I wasn't wild carding. I think he would be the the one, but yeah, is it? It is depends. It, um, it depends what other priorities you've got in your team. If you've got the luxury of making. Um, a move to somebody, if you can go from Fernandez to Son, yeah. for instance, this week, who's so a really good captain yeah. option at Luton, then you might be able to say, well, mm. yeah, I could look at that. But generally, I don't think there's anything, you know, Fernandez is the one um, who's looked better than Rashford. You know, it was only last week he scored the winner against Burnley, wasn't it? Um, mm. And he's got these two, you know, Brentford are really struggling. I've watched them against um, mm. Forrest, I watched them against uh, Everton the week before that. So, this is good for United in the sense that, yeah, they're playing rubbish, but so are Brentford. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they might be able to get something out of it. But, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to hold them. For those yeah. playing, let's ba- blame our decisions on content creators. Bingo. Um, G.O.D. <laughs> in the live chat has, has poked up. He, he should have listened to his gut um, based on United pre-season, but he got hyped up into it by F- other FPL creators um, and the RC Lens game. Um You've got to own those decisions. I've just did it as well. I got, I, I went, I'm a content creator and I big them up and um, I should have um, not have done that. I shouldn't have listened to myself, um, but, <laughs> but it's myself I have to blame, no one else. And that's the, that's the point. Um, okay, let's move yeah. down the list then. We've got Eze with assist. We've already mentioned him, could be injured. Uh, Enzo Fernandez, he is the Nathan Redmond. He will be here forever. Um, he will not, score or assist uh, he may do a phase he might as far as we know he's still on penalties um but pascal gross is next i don't think he's going to be back could be though um he's definitely needed in midfield um yeah uh he was he was great last time i saw brighton play liverpool um who they've got next um i'm i'm expecting it's a weird thing with with um liverpool and brighton playing each other both coming off disappointing defeats for varying different reasons. And they both got Europe this week. So they're going to want to react well in the league. They're not going to want to lose this, this game and they both could win it. So, and they both will fancy their chances. So it could be quite an open game. Um, yeah. That Liverpool Brighton game. Um, and uh, uh, next up we've got uh, GODs appeared up. He admits it's true. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Kulazewski and Son are next. Now Son did reward us with a goal, not an assist. Uh, Kulazewski looked good, I thought. Um, this, that, that Tottenham-Liverpool game was a hard one to, to judge um, because we got another name on there, Diaz. I, I didn't even know what to put for him because he did score. So I've just <laughs> put a question mark and exclamation mark. So it's hard to know how to judge um, that. But I thought Diaz looked good. I thought Kulazewski looked good. I thought Son looked good. Sabozlai, yeah. who's also on this list look good um and of course madison look good um they're both good teams to invest in i think just liverpool and oh, absolutely yeah, yeah liverpool's fixtures are turning i think if you want to go now i think that's fine i think that brighton this year i've struggled a bit in the middle yeah. with their central midfielders pairings and i think there could be goals like you say joe in that yeah. match at the weekend um I think if you you had to rank them, you'd put Son and Madison a bit ahead of Kulisevsky. You'd put, obviously, Salah and Darwin and Diaz a bit ahead of Shabozhle, probably. Yeah. But um, 
you know, they're all good. The good thing with Shibosle is that his minutes are secure. He plays 90 minutes every week. And yeah. you can't say that for some of the other Liverpool assets. No, um, definitely. So um, I think the situation with the attack is that Gakpo could be injured, but for mm. a week or two. Um, yeah. Jota's obviously suspended for the next match. Yeah. So you would th- you would think that Darwin Nunes, who was carrying a knee injury into this match, will yeah. start um, yeah. against Brighton uh, and Diaz will continue. And so will Salah. Um, so that that would be the the the, the thinking there. So that's all he means out. But long term, it's st- still Salah or bust for me, really. Yeah, I think the three that you mentioned then, um, Diaz, Darwin, and Salah. I think that's their best front three this yeah. season. I think that that is. But yeah, get to after the international break, and then suddenly Darwin and Diaz, if they're travelling like yeah. they were last time, and they were yeah. rested in the game after Gakpo's back, Jota's back, it, it becomes very difficult. I do like Darwin, but you're gonna just if you're gonna invest in him, yeah. you're gonna have to put up with these benchings occasionally. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so I mean, the conclusion that. I mean, from watching that game and just watching them all season, um, attack-wise, Tottenham and Liverpool are great. Um, I like yeah. the Tottenham fullbacks as well. Porro and yeah. and uh, uh, Destiny Dogi were, were great. Um, so yeah, lot, lots to like about them. Chelsea. Uh, so Sterling appealing here. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get much of a chance. So he was ill, missed training. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't in the starting squad. Did did come on. Um, I was quite pleased about his zero points coming on for me because it blocked a stupid hands minus two. Ah, and okay. so he, uh, he earned me two points for just showing up and getting booked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Sterling, yeah, Sterling, like Manchester United, these are teams that we're sort of getting rid of now. They're, they're yeah. in flux. They're not, they're not performing what we like. But Chelsea looked a little bit different last night, as in good. <laughs> so, yeah, look better. Yeah, so they there did. could be some yeah. assets there to go for when their fixtures improve. Yeah, they pushed Enzo Fernandez a bit deeper, and Gallagher I thought looked really good in a yeah. bit more of an advanced role. Um, the, the issue for Sterling is that Palmer played really well. So does Sterling come back in for Burnley away, which is a nice fixture? Um, yeah. It's not. It's not guaranteed, is it? They've yeah. just coming off the back of a two 0 win. Yeah. Um, the same goes for Jackson. Does he get back in when Bro- I know Broge is carrying a bit of a knock from that? But if he is fit. Does he come back in? So Sterling, suddenly from being what I thought would be quite a nice little pick for that Burnley mm. fixture, um, he's a bit he's a bit of a concern now, and I might I might be transferring him out this yeah. week. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, so I mean, another and even though I wildcarded before that decision with Sterling, um, another reason to wildcard if you if you're loading yeah. up if you're if you're if you're too exposed to Manchester United and Chelsea who on the whole have been poorly performing or rather your assets at Chelsea will be poorly performing because Brozier will not be highly owned but he could be the best striking option they've got mm. um yep. so um yeah it's sort of it's sort of moving towards Tottenham and Liverpool as far as yep. I can see fixture wise and form wise oh, absolutely um yeah Joshua Tan has disappeared in a live chat asking me how my wild card is coming along. Hold that thought because we're going to look at the goals imminent and assists imminent tables, see who's due a, a return, and then we'll go into our team reveals for myself and Tom. So for me, uh, that will uh, involve having a look at my wild card thinking, how it's coming so far. Um, let's have a look at these goals, the latest goals imminent table. So this is for game week eight, last four matches, and I've sorted this by uh, expected goal delta, which is what they should have got over and above what they have got. So if they've scored, already scored a goal, um, it should, they should have scored, and their delta's 
minus two, then they should have scored three goals and so so on. If you score more than two goals, more than a goal, you're off this table in a good way. Um, if you don't get these stats, the required XG stats, the, the shots and close range efforts, those types of things, then you fall off in a bad way. Um, so, um, But sometimes you just stay here forever. Fernandez is still here from Chelsea. I'm just going to sketch over him. Jackson, I think we can sketch over as well. Um, just for, you know, I'll just show you, he has had eight big chances. He's missed seven of them. He has scored seven shots on target, 19 shots. And he should have scored getting on for nearly three more goals than his single goal. Um, but uh, we've just spoken about Broger is, is a severe, is a, is a significant threat to his start. Um, so we're going to sketch over those two. Rashford, we've spoken about three missed chances, three big chances, all, all missed. Uh, 28 shots, 22 in the box. I mean, that's just one goal from his last four matches. That's really bad. Almost said a swear word. <laughs> that's just really <laughs> bad. Um, to have that level of volume, that says to me that the quality of the shots and their mm. close range is just poor. Um, mm. So um, Billing is still think, here. Sorry? I was just going to, I mm. think I read a stat earlier that 15 of those 28 shots have been blocked. Yeah. So he is he's taking these shots and they're not not great quality, not from the best no. positions. Um maybe when there's a better option to pass to Hoyland, he's taking a shot instead. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, I mean that is that is a concern when you when you look at it like yeah, that. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good point. And you'll forget that with some strikers as well. Um so for example, Harvey Barnes is another good example when you're looking at his stats. Loads and loads of shots, uh, loads on target, loads inside the box. And you think, what's going on here? And then you watch the game and a lot of his shots shoot tamely at the goalkeeper. They just yeah. get, they're just easy to save. But nevertheless, out of every four of those, one might go in. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe. he's got a bit of a shoot, shoot. Well, they've both got a bit of a shoot on site policy, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah so when, when there's better options around, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Billing is is next. We've mentioned him. Ho hopefully, he will get us a return. Uh, Fourteen shots, nine inside the box. Uh, playing Everton next. This could be the moment we get Billing mm -hmm. return. Uh, Eze, we've spoken about. Um, he has had twenty-seven shots, twelve inside the box, eight of those shots on target. But a little like Rashford's. He's shooting a lot, but they're just not of a quality. But with, with Eze, you can see they're from long range. That's why they're not going in. They're just easier to save or they're just missing. Um, Beto is next for Everton. Um, he's had two chances, missed them all. He's had 12 shots, 10 inside the box. Um, should have got um, at least a goal. Um, just one shot on target there. Um, Calvert-Lewin scored at the weekend, though. So that's like, I mean, Calvert-Lewin, you would imagine would be top choice over Beto. Yeah, I think Beto came in and he was first choice because Calvert-Lewin wasn't up to speed. But then Calvert-Lewin, he scored in back-to-back -back game weeks, hasn't he? And I think yeah. he scored in the Carabao as well yeah. um, against us. So, yeah, Calvert-Lewin is, is firmly ahead there, I think. so. Um, and Calvert-Lewin, you know, he's, he's not, a bad, not a bad pump for this week. They yeah. played Bournemouth at home. Um as that central Everton striker, mm -hmm. you can see from that they they, they will get they will get chances, and Everton have been get, creating chances. They haven't just been they just haven't been converting them yeah. this year. Their xG isn't bad overall for the mm -hmm. for team level. So um, yeah, whoever is that central striker, yeah. if the fixtures fall kindly, they're not a bad option. Yeah, we could we could be witnessing a turnaround in form for Everton. I'm still not mm -hmm. fully there yet, no. but we could be. We could be. Yeah, I mean that was well. This was why the Luton result. 
it was cut. I mean, I had watched Everton against Villa and against Brentford, and I thought, I thought exactly like you, Joe. They've turned a corner here. The performances were much more positive. Calvert Lewin's back. Um, I like the Decore and that support striker role. McNeil's back, and so I thought, yeah, they've turned a corner, and then they lose at home to Lewin. Yeah. So, what do you make of it? I yeah. mean, there's just no consistency there at all. Um, and the rest of the names on the goals imminent table are very similar to last week. So this, these, mm. are, these are players that are still putting it up the good stats. They're still justifying their place on the table. They're not quite getting the return yet. That's Lamina and, and Kuna at Wolves. Gibbs White at Nottingham Forest, who was uh, dropped for tactical reasons. And Ayu at Crystal Palace as well. So we've mentioned all of those. So we can move on to the assist imminent table. But yeah, there could be returns from them. Um, especially those matches with uh, Villa against Wolves, Wolves against Villa, um, and, uh, Crystal Palace um, and Nottingham Forest against each other there. Um, let's move on to the Sissiminant table. Okay, so um, good news for Bernardo Fernandez fans. Um, he's still there. Um, 21 chances created, 30 corners. Uh, this is the last four matches. Um, he's scored a couple of times as well. So two goals and an assist. These are quite good, actually. So he's, he's on this table because he's only scored one assist. So if you score more than two, more than one, you're off. Um, next against Brentford. Um, as I said, yeah, I think I would keep him. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be looking to move Fernandez. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, penalties as well. Yeah. share of set pieces I think that could be the player if you just yeah. want to keep one of them it probably does point towards Fernandez, doesn't it yeah so um yeah I'm going to be keeping keeping him I mean he is at least trying he's the one on the pitch mm. who's trying yeah. to make these, things these happen he's trying to create um yeah, just not finishing them yeah mm. these, these are really good good stats but yeah it's the, it's the finishing uh part mm. of it so it's his teammates that are letting him down um Eze we've mentioned before he's um a great assist potential but he could be injured um, so more on that. Look on Fancy Football Scouts tweets for that. Uh, 18 chances created, 24 corners, 15 successful crosses. Great stuff. Uh, Enzo Fernandez. I'm just going to skip over him because he's just the wrong player in the wrong place. He's, he's not the creative assister. He's not the, the goal scoring assister. Um, yeah, uh, he's, a, he's just not the person we want. <laughs> Kulusevski <laughs> is next. He's still here. Uh, yeah, great against Liverpool. Um, 20 chances created. Um, seven corners, two goals, um, three successful crosses, uh, but no assists. He plays Luton next. Um, we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. If I got to this stage and perhaps I didn't wildcard, um, and I and I and I needed funds and couldn't quite get to Son and didn't want to take a hit, Kudaszewski would be the one I would go for. I think as a one-week punt. If we were going to wildcard in game week nine, for example. Um, for seven million, my 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 opinion of him has not changed. He's still great. Um, I mean, could you could you be tempted? Because uh, you could get to him for Sterling. Yeah, I could do. I mean, I think I'm gonna. I would always pick Madison over him because mm-hmm. I've got that flexibility to yeah. be able to go for that bit more um, money. I've got a bit more money available. But Kulisevsky, if he's all you can reach in in a one game week sample. Anything can happen. Spurs are super attacking, mm. so Kulisevsky probably will get chances. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of good options there at the moment, isn't there? And Son's the main man that you want, but then I yeah. think probably Madison after that. But yeah, yeah, why not if he's all that you can get? Uh, and Bomo's here. So he's um, you know, obviously playing at the wing. Usually when they play the big teams, Brentford go two up top, so he could be more up top. But yeah, 19 corners, 10 chances created, four goals. But no assists, 16 successful crosses. His assist is imminent. 
but and he's playing Manchester United, which could could be mm. um, a good fixture. He will be playing perhaps more more up top. You would think if they go two up top, but a lot of people are getting rid of him now. They've sort of seen enough. I mean, is he? Is he? I can't remember if he's in your team or not. But is is, is he? he is. A, is he a hold for you, or is a reluctant hold? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about. I watched the Forest game, and I was thinking about selling them at the weekend for Madison. Now, I think the fact that Sterling didn't play and Chelsea did very well is probably going to force me to sell in him before Mbomo. Um, he was very wide at the weekend. You mentioned about the tactics then, yeah. Joe. He was when they play a four-three-three. He was kind of hugging the touchline and on, on the right flank, which isn't really where you want to see him. They probably should have had a pen, to be fair to uh, Brentford, when Turner took out Wizard. But um, Brentford aren't playing well at the moment. They're in a bit of a slump. Can't get over the line. I think they've only won once all season. Yeah. But um, for me, I'll probably have to keep them this week. And they do play Burnley at home the week after. Yeah. So, they're, 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 you know, the next two fixtures are okay. Yeah. After that point, though, I think he's a definite sell. Yeah. So. Um, Son is next. Good to see him. He's, uh, I mean, once again, we still got a bit of residual stats from his time out on the wing. But it doesn't matter if he's out on the wing. Uh, the way he's playing with Richarlison, um, he, he's playing centrally. Richarlison out. And Kulusevski out wide, supplying him. There are other options on the wings at Spurs, but Son looks like the main man through the centre. That looks his best role. Um, taken off early this time, which has been a familiar sight. But this was um, specifically to protect an injury. Um, it's I mean, with eleven chances created, six goals. Um, last four matches is that right <laughs> yeah six yeah. goals I thought I got that wrong six goals in the no, last four right. matches um, mm. no assists and one successful cross so he is just he's going to go down this if he if he doesn't get any assists he's just going to fade off this table because he's just going to be the goal goal man um, yeah I mean he's he, he's probably the, the best captain this week isn't he even over Haaland I think so yeah um, City are going to Arsenal aren't they mm. it's going to be a tough match I think the fact that Rodri isn't available for them I think is if you own players like Saka and stuff this week I think you would start them mm. and um, yeah I, th- I think um, it's quite it's quite rare you can go against Haaland and feel reasonably confident about it but I think this week is probably one of those weeks yeah. Um it's a shame it's um, it's the first match on Saturday. Mm. It's the early kickoff, yeah. which I never, from a mental mental kind of point of view, I don't really like that. But you got to look at the fixture. It's good, and Spurs just look so good going forward at the moment that um, you would expect them to score two or three. Yeah. And if they do do that, good chance of Son returns. Definitely. Uh, Pascal Gross is next on the list. We've spoken about him. Uh, he's injured at the moment, but could, could be back and Brighton will need him. Um, Doku at Manchester City, though. Um, so there could be some, um, I saw that Bernardo Silva has returned to training today. Um, mm. So I don't know whether that would uh, uh, put uh, Doku at risk there. But 6.5 million, he's had uh, created eight chances, um, has scored, had a couple of successful crosses, but plays Arsenal next. Um, yeah. Still still potentially a good option though. Um. Maybe. I don't know if he would play against Arsenal because Grealish is back. He got minutes okay. at the weekend at Molyneux. So I've, I'd be surprised if he's thrown in again at the Emirates. Um, again, these kind of players at City, you need injuries or to, to kind of make them nailed. A bit yeah. like Alvarez yeah. with De Bruyne, you know, he's benefited from that. With Grealish coming back, I don't yeah. know if Doku's got that. Um, 
Yeah. It's looked okay so far, but I, I wouldn't be considering them, I don't think. Okay. Um, Abdullah in the live chat has asked about our rank uh, our ranks. Um, for those who are familiar with, with this show here, we, this is not that kind of show. We don't we don't look at those ranks. We very rarely talk about how we've done um, in the previous week as well because um, we're always looking forward. Um, but if you are interested in ranks, uh, me and Tom have 16 top 10K finishes between us, and that's... That's the main rank you need to know. Um, uh, Sterling's next. We've spoken about him. Um, yeah, I mean, you would imagine he would start, but yeah, he might not because Chelsea looked better, not necessarily without him. They just looked better um, in the last match. Um, so yeah, Sterling's in your teams and many, many other teams. He's, he's probably a sell now with fixtures and form and now a threat to his yeah. minutes. Um, yeah, unless unless Pochettino comes out in his presser and says that he'll start, I think it's that uncertainty will force me into selling him, I think. Yeah, and Sabozla we've mentioned as well, nailed on, um, and he's created 13 chances, taken 15 corners, so got long set pieces there, eight successful crosses, got Brighton next, um, and, and has earned an assist and a goal over the last four matches, um, was absolutely uh, brilliant. Um, there, Abdullah's still still trying to get our ranks. We're not going to give you ranks. I don't know what they are, but I've got a I've got a Luton player and a Burnley player left to go. So hopefully higher than it is now. Um, but yeah, think of on to next week, Abdullah. And look at your own team and your own rank. That's what we want. We want all well, of you well, to I look would, at your own ranks. I would say as well, it's game week seven. I mean, yeah. this, everything's pretty congested at this yeah, stage yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get, I mean, I think after game week three, I was ranked at about 190k, and I'm around mm. about two million now. Yeah. But there's prob- but probably a a walk. You're a Watkins Hall away from suddenly mm. being a lot. Lot. It, it, it's it's very close at the moment. Mm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't even be thinking about ranks just yet. No. Give it a little bit yeah. longer because um, certainly you know there's a lot of people out there talking who have got ranks at two three million, and I still listen to them. They know what they're talking about. I'm not going to give just because somebody's at 200k mm. or whatever. Now yeah. I'm not going to give them more weight no exactly just at and, the moment and, over that because and that's, seven game and, and that's the inference in what's because as soon as you say our rank people go oh well i'm doing higher than you why should i listen to you well because we've done well in the past and uh, we may not do well this season but we've done well in the past um <laughs> well we but, don't know yet do we it's early days no, so, no we could win yeah. it one of us could and um you never know I'm, I'm 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 going up a million and down a million every week <laughs> so yeah well I'm that's like, what i mean I don't it's know where fluctuating I all over the yeah. place isn't it and um maybe once you start getting to game week 10 or 12 and yeah it's, it's not really a level, level playing field at the moment as well. A lot of people have played their wild cards already mm. in the opening week. Some other people haven't, like myself. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too fixated no, on that just no, now. Definitely. No. Very, very, very congested. Um, let's have a look. Uh, I'm just going to put these next six fixtures up because um, um, it's, it's um, pertinent to when I talk about my wild card, um, but also for you as well, um, because... Tom, you were looking at game week nine or ten to wild card. Was this right? It wasn't set in stone. I looked no. at game week ten, and I kind of liked the fixture swings okay. which are happening yeah. around that game week. So that looked good for me. I'm not going. If I have a bad week, it wouldn't surprise me if I press the button during the international break. But let's see how it goes. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I've just noted down here. We're looking at these fixtures. I'll, I'll go them in a bit detail in a sec for those listening on the podcast version. But essentially. Tottenham and Aston Villa are top over the next six. So they are absolutely key now if you're wildcarding now or you're looking at transfers now. These are the teams you should be looking at. Um, Meanwhile, in game week 10, it suddenly turns um, for Brighton, West Ham and Arsenal. So suddenly players like Saka, 
Bowen, Matoma, Stupin, and these types of players um, are suddenly uh, a bit more interesting in game week ten than they are in game week eight. Um, but yeah, looking at looking at across the six um, there, Tottenham and Aston Villa. Uh, the, uh, the, the best fixtures Tottenham have Luton Fulham Crystal Palace Chelsea Wolves and Aston Villa Aston Villa have Wolves uh, West Ham Luton Nottingham Forest Fulham and Tottenham these are great fixtures Crystal Palace um, start off with uh, Nottingham Forest so they're still handy um, for uh, some of those fringe players in a the team uh, they do have Newcastle and Tottenham but they're in, in 9 and 10 but then game week 11 Burnley Everton Luton lovely run from game week 11 to 13 um, Wolves are next as well. So we've spoken about Wolves. Finally, they're good fixture runs appearing. Aston Villa, Bournemouth, Newcastle. That's a tough one. But then they got Sheffield United, Tottenham, and Fulham. So it's all one in, one off. But they're quite. It's a good mm. fixture run in general. Newcastle still good. West Ham. That's probably their toughest one. Well, second toughest. And then they got Crystal Palace and Wolves. Good fixtures. Game week eleven turns with a bit with Arsenal. But then they got Bournemouth and Chelsea. Good fixtures. And Manchester United is still ticking along. Eight and nine, Brentford and Sheffield United. But then it's game week 10. That's when you want to, for, for you, Tom, and others who are thinking of game week 10, there's that turn there. Manchester City, um, they play there in game week 10. So at least at least you know they probably won't get you many returns that week, hopefully. Um, and then they've got Fulham and Luton and Everton. So it's form, form V fixtures. They've got the fixtures yeah. afterwards, but have they got the form? Um, West Ham, Newcastle and Aston Villa next and not the greatest fixtures. Then it turns for the better. Everton at home, Brentford, Nottingham Forest at home, Burnley away. Lovely uh, run uh, over those from game weeks 10 to 14. Um, And Fulham as well, not to be sniffed at. Um, Sheffield United, they've got in game week eight. Uh, And then Wolves, game week 13. um, And some tough fixtures in the middle there. And then the the ones with the worst fixtures, actually City um, and Burnley. Although, worth pointing out, with Manchester City, they do have Bournemouth in game week 11 at home. And that's the key one, really. So if if you if this is the sort of period where if you were to go against Haaland captaincy, um, they are this is the period to do that because there are better options in a lot of those weeks, uh, particularly, say, maybe the Liverpool and the Manchester United um, games and Chelsea at the foot there. So their good runs come to an end, really, with Burnley. That's it. Then And then they got Arsenal. Brentford, that's OK. But then they got Tottenham, Man City, and Newcastle. Tough, tough as old boots that run. Um, so we we um, we probably don't want to be looking at our Chelsea players. Um, right. So shall I put uh, my wild card up? Yeah, based on this. So this is this is I've actually used Plan F- FPL because basically my main team is I'm sort of chasing price points. But I'm I'm going to have to make a decision tonight because I'm running out of players. I've I've made money on most of them. So I'm, I'm running out. I'm going to have to get rid of one. So this is sort of what I'm looking at at the moment. I'm retaining a 3-5-2. And I'll, I'll read out the names on that for those listening on the podcast in a, in a moment. My main decisions are Trippier v Watkins or simply to go with or have both. But Trippier is possibly the premium player that I'm going to go without because... I think I can cover the clean sheets at least with the Newcastle defender. Um, luckily, they're playing West Ham next, which is a, a tougher game for them. But Watkins, I think, is a non-negotiable for me. Same with loading up on Spurs. Same with getting Salah in. And 
and uh, and get, getting Villa as well in defence with cash. So I'll read it out. I've got Ariola, who I think is is great at four point two. Play him most weeks, and indeed I probably won't play him next week. I might play Turner, who I've who got on the bench to go with him. I've then got Cash and uh, and Anderson and Udogi um, in defence there. Um, Anderson for Crystal Palace plays Nottingham Forest. Also in my defence on my bench this week, I've got Burn Dan Burn for West Ham. Obviously, uh, if Botman was around, he would be in that role. Um, but um, if you've got a bit more money, share would be good. But I do think Botman and Trippier are the ones there. Um, across my midfield, I've got Madison and Son and Salah, Bowen and Neto. And then up front, I've got Watkins and Haaland in, a th- in that 3-5-2 with Archer on the bench as the, my, my sub-striker. And I've got Bayer uh, there at number four. He's just there because he was already there, but he could become Kabore. Or I'll, I'll, At some point, when I'm a bit bored on Thursday, I'll do some comparison check on the best four million. And the, <laughs> and the result will be they're all rubbish, and I'll but I'll get one. It <laughs> doesn't matter which one it is for this day. So that's the sort of structure I'm going with. So... When I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, who do I want in a few weeks? So we've already mentioned Brighton, Arsenal and West Ham. So I I feel with Bowen, I can go in now and it'd be the same with Ward-Prowse. I think they're sort of fixture proof because they're so good. They can score against anyone. I can get those returns there. Ariola as well is such a great price. I don't mind going for him a little early as well. Um, So... uh, Saka, I'd a player I'd probably want in game week ten. So one of those one of those Spurs guys is going to have to go. Probably Son. Um, so Son to Saka then. So Son is there, and then move on to Saka. And then I'll be looking at trying to get a bit of Brighton. So Matoma's a player I want there. Maybe maybe a Spurs player could go for him. Um, maybe I'll find some money somewhere um, to upgrade Neto to um, to Matoma. But that's a decision in a few weeks. And also I. Even though I'm a Brighton fan, <laughs> FPL-wise, Brighton you can live without because of the X minutes and any of them can haul. Yeah. Ferguson could get a hat-trick. Matoma can get a brace in 45 minutes off the bench. You can't predict that. You can't predict when they're going to play, how they're going to do. They could do that against top teams. They can lose against bottom teams. And what you want is players who are going to win against top to, uh, bottom teams so you know when you can predict their points and you know when you can perhaps bench them against the tougher teams um but yeah to brighton are, are a team which i'll come to i've got enough in defense here that any of them could become a stupid and the likes of anderson cash for example a doggy i just need i just need like way, way less than half a million more um so i feel i can get it but what it is lacking is um uh trippier and, you know, he's definitely a player I want. But, I mean, we spoke about a lot of these players, Tom, but I think the two ones that might be different to a lot of them is Bowen, because I feel like I'm sort of... He's a player I spoke about in pre-season and I really regret not going for because he's just continually so consistent as a talisman for West Ham. Um, and Neto is a player we mention every week and he's got these five assists and a goal. And he's only 5.6. And he's got great fixtures. So, um, yeah. Anyway, what do you think of this? <laughs> I really like it. It's a very good draft. Um, I think if I was playing a wild card, 
in the attacking spots, I would make sure I've got Salas on Watkins and Haaland, which you've got, and then I'd build around that. Mm-hmm. And so you've done that. I like the Bowen. I like, yeah. think going early on Bowen might work out anyway. Yeah. You know, what have they got? They've got Newcastle, they've got Villa, and then they've got that really good yeah. run. So that's that's a transfer you don't need to worry about. Yeah. He's kind of, he's locked in there. Neto is the, he's Wolves' talisman, isn't he? He's their mm. best player by far. Yeah. If they score, there's a good chance he's going to be involved. Um, so yeah, I like that pick. Mm. And uh, yeah, you, you can't get to Trippier with this draft, mm. but he would be the one player, the one premium that I would be most comfortable without going without, I yeah. think, out of that group of, say, four or five players um, with yeah. Son, Salah and, and Haaland. And so yeah, I think there's yeah. loads to like about that. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, this is the only... The only thing about this I don't like is no Trippier. Um, but I've got, yeah. I've had him for two weeks. He's got me 30 points, which I don't know if, I don't think I've ever owned a player that's got me 30 points in two weeks. Um, and I'm just sort of taking that and run and hope that any of his clean sheet points are covered by Burn. Um, yeah. But I'm going to miss out on the assists. I'm going to miss out on his guarantee three bonus <laughs> as well. But that's sort of, that's going to chip away at my rank, but it's not going to be a deal breaker, I don't think. So, for example, yeah, if you, I think so. If I mean, had, I've got, yeah. oh, sorry, I've got, I've got share, and yeah. that's just because um, I couldn't afford Trippier at the time, and so it's just one of those. Yeah, you're going to lose a few points on it, but if you can make it up in that 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 one or almost two million pound saving now, if you can make it up in another area, then um, it's not just a straight kind of shootout between those two yeah. players. Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. So if you've had Burn the last two weeks, whilst um, Trippier got thirty points, what did Burn get? Twelve points, and then yeah, uh, then, no, he no, he scored, didn't he? he scored, against, yeah. So he got. Um, I mean, just in one game, I'm seeing, and just sort of adding up. So he got another six points. So he got around yeah. eighteen points. Yeah, and it's a big saving. You can invest that money elsewhere. Share um, was unlucky to be the only guy that didn't in that Sheffield United yeah. guy game score mm. but nevertheless he is there and he's getting the clean sheet points so nevertheless there's still 12 points clawed back yeah, gets, so got a bit of bonus at the weekend as well yeah so um yeah i just think with newcastle with the chat they obviously play psg this week that yeah. that champions league group is solid there's some massive games to come liveramento played very well in the carabao so liveramento is probably going to play one of the games in the next yeah. six or something like that i think Trippier will play this weekend against west yeah. ham yeah but if he's in the England squad, which he probably will be, and he gets minutes there as well, there might be a game that he's rested after, and maybe the centre halves will, will get that one additional game yeah. than, than Trippier, which might help claw it back a little bit. So. Yeah, definitely. And um, I mean, just I mean, with this sort of setup, this sort of draft here, um, I because of the price range, Bowen may go up in price tonight. I've already made a bit of profit on Trippier, but I've but but he would cost me more to get back in. So one of them has got a. I, I haven't got Bowen in my current squad at the moment because I'm playing the prices, but I might need to. And I can't think of anywhere, anyone else I can jettison who I, I'm thinking of getting rid of. I think I want to keep most players. Um, so, so obviously, you know, Haaland would cost me more to get back in, for example. I wish Haaland mm. hadn't gone up in price because Haaland would be easy to, to you could you, you could just chase the prices and then get the team you want there. But you, it, Haaland cost 0.1 more to get back in now. Um, so yeah, I might have to uh, have to pull the trigger on this particular draft tonight. 
Um, yeah, you could you could potentially drop Anderson down to there are Palace defenders there who are four point five, so that could be a way of saving yeah. point two. But Anderson at the same time has looked very good so far. Yeah, so uh, I can see why he's in. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, and also Anthony's just great to have on the on the bench. He's, he's first sub because you might get a clean sheet, you might get a goal. Yeah. That's the sort of player. So when they've got good fixtures, you can play. You can even play four four two with this as well. So you could yeah. drop say a Neto yeah. or whoever. Um, and you could, or you can move to a four-four-two. Um, mm. So that's why I quite like this, more flexible. Um, but I like it. Yeah, let's have a look at a one with Trippier. So this is a draft here. This enables me to have pretty, pretty much that setup plus with Trippier, but there's a rub, and that rub yeah. is the bench is gone. Yeah. So I've got a doggy Trippier cash. I would have to play every week because I've got Kabore and Taylor. 3.9 at Burnley on the bench. So you've still got 3.52, but you're down to the bare bones. You've got no wiggle room there. You've got no, you can't think, oh, like with Anderson, you can get, oh, I could, I can move him down to a 4 million and I can get 0.7 should I need it. There's no wiggle room here. Also, Bowen's gone. I've got War Prowse. That's not as bad because War Prowse is the guy that's going to assist, you would think. So War Prowse is still a good option and Neto is good value there. I've seen Anthony Gordon in a lot of teams. Obviously, he is suspended for the next game, but he is good <laughs> uh, long term. So that's why um, Neto sort of Anthony Gordon. I want that price point. I think we've, I think the the five point five ish mids are emerging, and I think there's enough of them to get that price point in. And up front, the same uh, Archer, Watkins, Harland. So this draft has Turner, Ariola, same Cash, a doggy, same Trippier's in. And then Kabore and Taylor are the are the, are the, uh, the problems <laughs> on the bench. Then you've got Ward-Prowse instead of Bowen. Salah, Madison, Son, Neto. That's all the same. Front, all the same. Archer, back up. Watkins and Haaland up front. Um, I personally don't like this as much, but it is an option. Um, I don't know what you think about this one. I don't hate it, but I do worry about that bench depth a yeah. little bit with Kabore. Taylor mm. and Archer on there. I just think because you have got players who are in Europe, Villa, for instance, you've got Cash and your Watkins, mm. and as the group develops and the potentially becomes these kind of more must-win mm. games, I would feel more comfortable with maybe one additional, like a 4.5 instead yeah. of Taylor, for instance, yeah. something like that. A good a good sub, because Archer's fine, but mm. realistically he's not going to score that many points because yeah. Sheffield United don't score enough yeah. goals. So yeah, I, I think if it was a shootout between that first and that second draft, I think I would say, well, let's drop down from Trippier and just beef that squad up a little yeah. bit, I think. Yeah, um, that's that's my thinking as well. Mm. There is another option to keep Trippier, and that is to go without Watkins. Um, and that's not something I particularly want to do because I could then get Diaby in midfield. Yeah. I, I don't want to triple up on many teams. I have got a triple up on Spurs, but I feel the way they attack. With Villa, I don't particularly want to triple up. Um, yeah, I get that. I, I yeah. like I like them. I think they're worth investment. They've got the form and the fixtures. But I, it would be, for me, one of Watkins and Diaby. So another mm-hmm. version yeah. of this sort of setup would have um, Diaby instead of Neto, perhaps, um, and Watkins down to Alvarez. Um, yeah. So that would... But I don't like City's fixtures going forwards. So I, and whilst I do like Alvarez a lot, I think I prefer Watkins as a striker. Because he's the goal scorer, <laughs> and he's an assister. Um, they're both good options, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't 
turn my nose up at someone who had Alvarez and Haaland up front and then use that money to invest in uh, perhaps Diaby. Um, so I think that's Yeah, good. it's just, I mean, Alvarez is obviously when he's playing at City, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me so much about the fixtures because he's playing mm-hmm. and that's that's what we want in our City players. They will score plenty of goals. Um and it would maybe make me consider going to a three-four-three, maybe with yeah. with Harlan Watkins and and Alvarez yeah. as well. But um, I think it's fine just going with Harland. I mean, yeah. what are the fixtures? It's got Arsenal, Brighton, and Man United next yeah. for City. So if there's a time to just go in with Harland, it's probably yeah. now. Yeah, I think I think so um, as well. And also, I am looking at Brighton in terms of from game week ten. A stupid Anne might be the one I go for, for example, um, with the other setup here with the other wild card the one I'm probably going to go for, the likes of Anderson. I've got yeah. much more scope there to move up to a Stupinan. And I can also borrow some money. So say I've got two transfers, I can borrow some money from Anderson, move him down. Yeah. But there's very little wiggle room here. And I don't like that because this wildcard is for 20 weeks. So I'm really not thinking about next week. I'm thinking about 20 weeks in terms of who will I want to get to in the next few weeks then after that so I've got to think about price points. Um, just before we move on to your team, I'm just going to put another draft up just a final one because some i've seen some people thinking of a 442 this is also this is a solution to getting watkins trippier son harland and salah and a 442 some people might want this i personally don't like this um i'm currently on this because i'm chasing price rises um at the moment but i don't like it (laughs) um so i've got um with this one i've got turner and Ariola once again in defense in goal a doggy, Cash, Anderson and Trippier. So really good back four, especially for this week. Um, then I've got Madison, Neto, Son and Salah. Up front, Watkins and Haaland. Um, and I've been able to afford that by on the bench. I've still got Archer. got Byrne. So Byrne can come in. So I could go double Newcastle defence instead of Anderson. Um, so that works out. And uh, uh, Chuka Whitemaker from Chelsea um, is 4.3. And he is coming back. He's, um, so I think he's sort of on the edge of coming back to full training. Um, so he could be an option there. I don't like this. I feel, I feel this. I feel vulnerable with this. I feel, I feel like I'm going. In, I'm going into battle with no swords or shields. Just me <laughs> yeah i think you want an extra attacker in there don't you there's so many yeah. good midfield options yeah. and it, it, again it, with with the if you wanted alvarez as well i think there's just i don't see the re i don't know if now is the time to go for a back four yeah. system yeah. um so yeah definitely prefer that i think draft one out out of those three options that would be my my favorite one at the moment yeah um, and nick in the live chat has pointed out that he's uh not he's not a fan of of no arsenal so double negative there he is a fan of arsenal uh on uh wild cards yeah uh, i get that two weeks mm. ahead of a, of a home game uh, versus sheffield um united but yeah so i i'm i'm okay going without arsenal for two weeks but yeah i agree game week 10 against sheffield united i definitely want some arsenal that's why one of my spurs guys will go for Saka. so that's something else if you're wildcarding or even just using transfers and you don't have Saka or, or an Arsenal midfielder, think about who you've got. Think about who you might want to ditch in game week 10. Um, I'm just going to quickly look at the fixtures to remind myself. Um, game week 10. Um, yeah, it's Crystal Palace away for Tottenham. So it's not the greatest of fixtures and that sun could be expendable for me for Saka. I prefer to um, Saka that week. Um, against uh, Sheffield United. Um, so, um, yeah, 
that that could be the move to make there yeah um right we'll put your team up now um all those in the live chat do ask us some questions we'll come to those uh, after tom's um taken us through his team and his transfer moves um put those questions there put a question mark on them as well so i can clearly see that they're questions and we'll come to them so tom put your team up on the screen um do you want to describe who you've got who you're captaining oh by the way i was gonna i'm gonna captain son <laughs> i should have mentioned okay. uh, i think i think i might have had a harlan the captain on harlan there but son is the one i favor um so yeah your team who, who have you got who are you captaining uh what are your moves yeah so uh i've got anana in goal don't feel great about that, but you're going to save a goalkeeper transfer until your wild card, aren't you? So I've got him for now. Got three at the back and um, feel pretty good about the defence this yeah. week. Got Tarkowski, he plays Bournemouth at home, Gahey at home against Forest and Adogi at Luton. So I think this week, given that Man City are up against Arsenal, Brighton are up against Liverpool, th this feels like a decent defence to go in, I think, with this week, mm -hmm. covering off the defences you want to own. So I'm fine with that. Midfield, there's a couple of issues. We've got Sterling at Burnley. We've got Fernandes and Rashford at home against Brentford. We've got Mbomo against United and then Son against Luton, um, yeah. who's my captain. Mm -hmm. Double double City attack um, for the Arsenal match, Alvarez and Haaland. And then I've got a bench of uh, Ariola, Shah, feels like a good um, first mm. sub, Archer and then Saliba. So I've got one free transfer, but I've got 2.1 million in the bank. Wow. So... It actually feels quite straightforward what to do this week. I think it's either Sterling or Mbomo out for Madison. Oh, you can fall that it. straight off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's it's quite rare I sit here and I know what I'm going to do, but it just feels pretty straightforward this week, like I say. And um, again, we're relying on United to turn a corner and yeah. I need something from Fernandes and Rashford because when they're not performing, I'm I'm really struggling to make up ground in the ranks because you've got so much money tied up in those two players. So just got to hope that they can do something um, against Brentford. Um, I think I'll probably transfer out Sterling at the moment unless we get assurances that he will start in that match at Burnley. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that that's where I'm at for now and probably looking at a wild card in game week 10, but we'll, okay. we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good move. I've think yeah because yeah not seeing uh madison there against uh against luton uh with son mm -hmm. as your captain as well um yeah that could be some really good returns and yeah sterling all those issues we flagged up minutes um form fixture turn brentford yeah. same same thing from bomo the form brentford as, as well i mean i don't know whether it's rico henry this absence has done it but they're just not the same yeah, I think it's a few. I think Ben Mee's out as well. Mm. I think they've changed their goalkeeper. Ray has gone flecken struggling, isn't he? Even Tony's banned. There's been a, like a collection of issues and it is um, it is impacting them, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose for Sterling, if I did keep him this week, I'd want to sell him the week after anyway yeah. when Chelsea play Arsenal. And Bomo at least has got Burnley the week yeah. after. Yeah. Um, so even if he does go to, you know, he's, he's cheaper as well, even if he could, or just anyway, but even if he does go to Old Trafford and blank, that hopefully means good news for Onana. And um, and then at least I've got him for that Burnley fixture and then maybe pull the trigger on the wild card after that. Okay. So, uh, and Alvarez and, and Haaland at Arsenal, the double City attack, maybe this isn't a great week mm. for it, but it wouldn't surprise, Alvarez is playing brilliant at the moment, mm. isn't he? It? it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if he gets something in that yeah. fixture. So No, that's it. I mean, you look at all the players there and you think, would you be surprised if they got returns to Son? Alvarez, Haaland, you wouldn't be surprised. No. Fernandez, I, I wouldn't, actually wouldn't be surprised if Fernandez gets a return in this game. Mm. 
but Rashford and Bomo and Sterling are the ones where I would raise my eyebrows and go, oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, hope, well, we'll take out one of those certainly this week. Yeah. Um, and then I might have to react if United underwhelm again. That could be my... Yeah. I mean, they're going to Sheffield United, but if they underwhelm again, am I even going to want double midfield for the yeah. Sheffield United away yeah. game? I mean, um, surely there comes a point when you when you have to move the players on. That so be. that 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 might be a transfer for game week nine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um and just, um, I mean, also some some will be wildcarding then, you know, traditionally a good time during the international break. Um, the um, I'm sort of glad I've done it before because it's quite stressful doing a wildcard. <laughs> you try yeah. playing the prizes, having it for one week is bad enough. Two weeks is quite a long time. But um, yeah. yeah, you might, um, one thing I have found is, is um, the price changes. Um, so already I've gone up about half a million. And I've, yeah. I've got rid of players that have cost me four point four, I think. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, those changes are quite rapid now. I think I'm expecting them to ease off, but they're they're going to they're going to become rapid again. Beginning of yeah, beginning I think of it's a concern because I think you build your perfect wildcard team yeah. now, and you think, well, that isn't going to be affordable probably in two or three yeah. weeks. Yeah. So yeah, it, it might, maybe it will force my hand in the international break. I don't think I'm going to play it this week because I've got the money for Madison. My mm. team feels okay for this week, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not this week. Game week nine or ten, probably. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll come to some uh, questions in the live chat. Uh, Clemens, um, it's not really a question, really. It's just it's just your team. He says he would prefer to play Archer against Fulham um, over and Bomo, um, and I actually agree with him there. I think I would, in your in your situation, I'd get rid of Sterling for Madison, get rid of Mbomo yeah. on the bench, first sub, and then you've got Archer. Um, yeah, Ful- Fulham, I mean, hadn't been doing too bad, but they did look open last night against mm. Chelsea. Sheffield United don't look yeah. great either, and Man United don't look great. Mbomo's in yeah. for now. But yeah, yeah, I, could, yeah I mean, I'll give that some thought, absolutely. I think penalties always I do tend to start, if I'm unsure, I tend to start the penalty taker. But but I get why why somebody would consider that. Yeah. Might be something that I look at. Okay. Um, okay, we'll come to some questions in the live chat. So Rahul asks, he asked me as a Brighton fan, um, but you can probably answer this as well, Tom, um, about Estupinan. After being subbed off in the break in game week seven, do you think Estupinan will continue starting as left back or is he now a rotation risk, especially with Lamptey uh, getting back to fitness and getting more game time um, nowadays? Um, basically, with Brighton, everyone is a rotation risk, even their goalkeepers, except Pascal Gross. If, if Pascal Gross is fit, Deserby likes to play him all the time. Depends where he can play anywhere, but Pascal Gross, I think, is probably the only safe player. Even Matoma can't start. But the thing with a player like Matoma is he could get you returns. But a Stupanan, yeah, uh, especially after international break, um, with we've got Europe as well, and the minutes will be managed. A Stupanan is like Chilwell, like Sterling. Um, has has gone from being like a, a, a mainstay in so many early wildcard teams to being surplus to requirements. Um, so I, I I keep an open mind about getting a Stupanan, but I don't think he's essential. Um, so I hope that helps Raul. But Brighton as an FPL assets maybe a bit of an avoid for a little while. Um, so um, moving down, uh, Joshua Tan, uh, Ward Prowse or Bowen. Um, yeah, so 
who to get? Obviously, Bowen, Bowen's more expensive and Warprouse can afford other things in your team. Um, if you were wildcarding now, Tom, who would you go for out of those two? Yeah, I'll go for Bowen. I think he's got more goal threat. Yeah. And um, I prefer that in my midfielders, given the weighting towards points towards goals. I think he's consistent. The only thing which might impact that is if Ward Prowse stepped up and took a penalty. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if he will do. I think it's probably Ben Rama there and Paqueta's taken a yeah. few as well. But if it did happen, then that would obviously shift things towards Ward Prowse, I think. But yeah. for now, given the information that we know, Bowen's just, um, you know, two years ago, he was amazing, wasn't he? He got loads of attacking returns. Last year, he had a bit of a drop-off. But West Ham, yeah, they feel like they can handle Europe now. They're more used to these Thursday night, Sunday turnarounds. And um, yeah, Bowen, I think, uh, yeah, great, great differential because he's still not owned by many people at all. So um, really nice pick. Um Okay. Oh, this this is relevant for you actually, Tom, because uh, you're thinking of game week ten wild cards. So is uh, so Khan. Uh, best differential pump for a wild card um, if you're wild card in game week ten. So a differential pump. So that's best basically best game week nine differential that you possibly don't want to keep because <laughs> you can wild card afterwards. Um, so he's mm. mentioned some names here: uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, uh, Darwin Nunes, uh, Isaac, or Bowen. Um, I, I I would go for someone else because it's because it's a play you possibly want to remove as well. Yeah, so play, game week you nine. You want to play the fixtures. Yeah. Game week nine, a one year, a Nottingham Forest plays Luton. So I think a one year would be a player I would definitely look at for one week punt. Um, uh, Wolves play Bournemouth. There could be some goals in that. Solanke, Neto, perhaps. Um, and um, Brentford played Burnley, but they've got a form issue there with Brentford, so people might not go there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tottenham play Fulham that week, um, and Liverpool have Everton. Um, so there's plenty of one-week punts you can go for, um, and plenty of players you might not want to keep. So yeah, lot, lots of options there. Um, I don't know yeah, I might, I might, I might be a bit hesitant on Darwin because whilst he plays, mm. we're pretty sure he'll play this weekend. It's then that international yeah. break, break, and it's that long haul flight back before. And I think I'm right in saying the Merseyside derby is the twelve thirty Saturday kickoff when mm. we get back. So I'd be, yeah, just be prepared that he might be a benched in that one. He could still do well against Brighton, of course. Mm. Um, but in terms of other punts, ooh, I'm just kind of having. A, I mean, Spurs have got the the best next two fixtures, haven't they, with yeah, Luton Fulham. and Fulham? Yeah. Um, could you go for a Kulusevski or a Richarlison yeah, or yeah. something like that? A, you know, exactly the player we mentioned. Not. Game week nine, yeah. we said Kulusevski, good, mm. good, a good punt before wild card. Or I did have a. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't got Madison, and I'm just thinking. Well, I think Madison is the player I want, mm. but could you go for a Kulusevski and just hope that? In the next game week or so, then 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 you know he he outscores him, and you take because yeah. nobody else is going to have him. You no. know he's going to be an uber differential. Definitely. So yeah, I think Spurs are, are probably the the team in terms of they've got those two fixtures, which are really good fixtures. I do quite like Solanke as well yeah. going to Everton and Wolves at home. You mentioned them, Joe. Yeah. Villa, obviously, good couple of fixtures. Maybe mm. I don't expect us to score like we did against Brighton, but they're not really differentials, Watkins and Diaby, are they now? Because no. um, loads of people have got them. Um, but yeah, that's 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 prob- Neto, yeah. Villa and Bournemouth next. No. Okay. That's about all I can see for now. Um, Alan Zared asked um, who would swap for who'd swap for Botman. Um, 
So he's got Botman in the moment. So essentially, this is what 4.5, 4.7-ish defender to go for. Um, I, I would, depending on how long you want them, um, but um, I would, I would probably say somewhat like perhaps a Crystal Palace defender, Anson Gahey, um, someone who can play. Um, we've got a good fixture this week. So Crystal Palace um, have got uh, Nottingham Forest at home this week, um, which is a good fixture. Um, do you know, what? I, I've, I've had Tim Ream in my draft occasionally. <laughs> um, he's nailed on at Fulham. He's the captain, and um, um, he's quite good for bonus. And yes, yes, they conceded uh, yesterday, but Fulham have Sheffield United at home, which is about as good as you can get from a defensive point of view. So I, I don't mind that, but I wouldn't want to keep Tim Ream for a long time. But I think for this week, yeah. he's the best yeah. option. But there's, there's some yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, Leno obviously this week as well being a goal. You know, mm. that's this is a good fixture for Fulham. Yeah. I think obviously if you don't own a Dogie or Poro, that would be the the one player to go for yeah. if you're selling Botfin and you can get on if they're in and around that price. Yeah, yeah. Cash is obviously yeah. good. He, he is a bit more withdrawn than Luca Dean on the left, but he's still still getting forward. So um, yeah. yeah, obviously Villa, Villa. Obviously now you can you can play your Villa defender for five weeks in a row. I think um, now without having to take them out at all. But yeah, just get your other four defenders. Just plot out the next six game weeks. Work out who you can play where, and then f- work out the gaps, and then go and find a defender that slots into those yeah. gaps. That's what I do each week, and um, that that will kind of pretty much point you towards who you've got to go and get. I think. So. Um, Philip Appleby Westdown Trading, great name, um, has uh, also basically asking which which uh, uh, best goalkeeping options. Really, uh, he's looking to replace his Luton goalkeeper uh, Martinez. He's thinking Raya. Uh, or boring yeah. old Ariola. So I, I've gone for Ariola and Turner, just the cheap, but I think Ariola's great mm. and Turner occasionally. Kind of consistently might lose his place. Every week he might lose his place. This could be the week he does. But nevertheless, I, then I'll just play Ariola all the time. It, it, yeah, sometimes the boring picks are the best. Ariola is great value and plays for a good team. Um, but yeah, Raya intrigues mm-hmm. me. But I would yeah. still worry all the time that Ramsdale might come in. I think Raya's yeah, number one really- now. Yeah, you would need somebody like um, probably Ariola as a backup, yeah. wouldn't you? Somebody who you think is going to play all the time. But yeah, I really like the Raya pick because the thing is with this this wild card is, yeah, you look at Arsenal's next four fixtures and there's teams with better fixtures, but this goalkeeper is probably going to last you, mm. like you said earlier, Joe, yeah. up until your, your next wild card because it's very rare that we make goalkeeper transfers. So I really like getting in um, Raya and um, yeah, he might get the old benching, but generally I think... He adds so much more to Arsenal's game, doesn't he? When you see him playing and his passing ability, that he's he's going to play most of the time, I'm sure. Okay, um, right. Let's looking at the questions here. Um, uh, Sankalp asks: Is Watkins really essential when you can also have Diaby and Cash uh, as a as a Villa double up? I think we spoke about it before. Yeah, I think if I didn't go for Watkins. I would want yeah. to make sure I had DRB in cash. Yeah, he's like, not essential. I mean, but, let's, but, this is Watkins. We know what we're going to get with yeah. Watkins. He will he will tick along. Don't be expecting these twenty three no. point holes <laughs> again. He will tick along and he will score the yeah. you know he will score pretty well. I think reasonably, but yeah. it's, no, it's certainly not essential. No, uh, no way. No, I think I mean in a version of my wildcard draft, I've got Alvarez instead of Watkins and DRB uh, in there. But I mean, I do 
like Watkins. He's exactly my kind yeah, of player. I, do. I don't mind. Yeah. A, I don't mind him getting five points every week and occasionally getting, you know, more. No. Um, yeah, he's a striker. So if he scores, which he is, he's going to get bonus as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like him, and also I like. Um, he seems to be playing not rotated so much. So when he's coming off at seventy-five, eighty minutes for Duran. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what we do with the Europa as it gets foot uh, Europa Conference League as we get further into the group stages and there's more riding on it. You know, we've got to win this week. He still might start Duran, but then that experiment didn't go very well in the Carabao Cup when we rotated. So wouldn't surprise me if Watkins started this week and therefore his minutes might be managed in in in, in the Wolves game. But it kind of depends on the scoreline as well. If it's um if it's one all, you know, he's you know, I doubt he's gonna be taken off. Um, uh, Williams Tropical Farm has said hello everyone I went a little mental at lunch today and he and did his wild card um, well that's 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 a, a an eventful lunch there um, <laughs> so, uh, Luke Smith is Joe missing the Lord of Leicester this year who's talking about Dewsbury Hall oh Dewsbury Hall of course is that what he's talking about that's uh, who he's talking I mean, about of course yeah. Of course, yes, I am. I, every year, I miss uh, any year where he's not there because I can't put that picture of me in a top hat on on Twitter. Um, yeah, I miss all of the Lowe's Leicester players uh, going chowdery deep as well on your bench. Um, yeah, all, all, hopefully all, they'll be back. So. Lots of uh, cult heroes there. Um, let's have a look here. Uh, getting towards the end of the questions, how much does? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Super Tigers. How much does effective ownership come into your thinking? when picking a wild card well for me actually it hasn't at all i don't think i've actually looked at i mean i know that watkins is fifth owned or so i know that harlan's really well owned and salas in the third of teams that kind of thing but i it hasn't really come into my thinking on picking the players i'm looking at form and fixtures really because this Mm. is a chance to go against eo in terms of get the players that hope you think are going to get points coming up rather than those that already got points because if i was you're interested in you know, you'd get Bomo and Manchester United or Chelsea you know Anana it's all very well owned um, but so a little bit a little bit but not heavily it's got former fixtures are the main ones for me. yeah I wouldn't, wouldn't even really consider it to be honest um, to pick the players that you think are going to do best no. uh, just going down here to see if we've got any more questions I think that's it now I think we've got all the questions there um, I think it's more 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 the live chats just now just chatting amongst themselves about various players they like there. So I hope we've given you a lot to Go think about it. some of those differentials on our goals and similar table, all from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Um, do have a look at that. Do have a look at, do do become a member there because you get access to all those tables and you can make your own as well. Um, do remember to like uh, this this uh, podcast or video um, if you've enjoyed it and just like it anyway. And also um, do remember to subscribe if you're not subscribed already and tell your friends to um, to uh, get all that all our top content um, each week. Lots of videos there. So yeah, hope hope my wildcard has given some people some thoughts. I know I've been looking at other people's uh, wildcards on various contents and Twitter and things and. Uh, um and uh there's always there's always something that i take away from it um you know might not totally alter it but it, there'll be certain players maybe i thought oh i hadn't considered them um and i've certainly thought that way myself about west ham and villa players for example and um uh wolves players who we talk about every week um but yeah so um good luck everyone for your game week um tom good luck with your game week and um Thanks, 
Uh, I, I, it's Manchester's key to you this week with your Manchester City well, and United lads. Um, but yes. yeah, could go either way. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it hasn't gone great recently, but yeah. let's see how it goes. It's another game week. Excellent. Um, so we'll see you, see you next week and we'll find out how it all went and I'll find out how my wildcard went. Um, I'm, I'm, I might not talk about it that much if it didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about the goals and the systematic table more. But um, thanks a lot for your time. Um, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. See ya. Thanks, Joe.